Welcome to Surfing the Psychic Waves. I'm your host, Christina Walsh. I'm excited to say hello to the globe. In this show, we hope to bring you new ideas to your spiritual path by letting you hear how other folks have walked their path or how they awakened. We'll be talking to surfers, psychics, and metaphysicians about meditation, healing, spirit guides, and other ascension tools you can use to catch your next wave. So if you're surfing the winds on Venus or jumping the rings on Saturn or riding a solar flare right now, this is the place on Align Radio where we sort it out. Planet Earth, the solar system, and every being in it is waking up in some way or ascending on their spiritual path. We've been experiencing energetic light shows around ourselves, and it's hard to continue to hold on to isolation or separation within ourselves the more we notice the vibrations of oneness all around. We are one with the sun and the earth now, and you might want to check out spaceweather.com for the latest happenings with the sun and how this solar activity is received by earth and earth's atmosphere and by your own human body cosmology. The latest solar flare, AR-1504, is leaving the sun. It's been the source of many auroras over the past few weeks, and there are two more solar flares that are ready to be the next active flare. Check out spaceweather.com for more. In the earth surf. The waves on the west coast are calmer this week with just three to four foot waves from San Francisco to Half Moon Bay. Santa Cruz is also expecting three to four feet thanks to surfline.com for the surf report. And there's still bigger waves out in the Pacific in Hawaii and Polynesia. But the big hot spot this week is actually Hurricane Chris in the North Atlantic. That storm could be generating swell next week on the Atlantic coast. So enjoy the break from the waves this weekend and surf the alchemy of what's going on inside the Earth. We have so many active volcanoes right now, Stromboli in Italy, Kilauea in Hawaii, two in Papua New Guinea, one in Vanuatu, but there are many, many more. Find out more at VolcanoDiscovery.com. Pick your volcano and in meditation, just dive right in. Find out what these volcanoes are all about for you. And are you taken to the center of the Earth or to a new world in there? Or do you realize that you have all these tools that use this fire element that you could be using right now in your everyday? We are bringing in the surf today on Surfing the Psychic Waves from another alternative healing hotspot called Nevada City in the Sierras of Northern California with author and metaphysician Kelly Lashaw. You can check out her website at liquidmirror.org, which is the title of her first book, and her second, appropriately named, Surfing the Transformational Waves. This ebook is available at liquidmirror.org. We get ourselves in all sorts of twists and turns in this interview. Let's listen in. Joining me in the etheric studio today is Kelly Lashaw from Nevada City, California. She's an author, shaman, and all-around metaphysician. We're talking about Kelly's latest book, Surfing the Transformational Waves of 2012, and you can find out more at liquidmirror.org. So welcome, Kelly. Thank you. Thank you. I'm happy to be here with you today. I'm so glad you're here. So I'd love to just jump in and start talking about the latest transformational waves you're surfing these days. Yes, well, these are very intense and exciting times that we're in right now. We're already surfing the waves because the surfs are already hitting us, so we have to learn how to surf so we're not getting sloshed around in the waves, so to speak. Yeah. Tell me a little bit more about how you experience, let's say, the energy of just today. You know, we're after uh, the sort of movement of the Venus transit. We're sort of preparing ourselves for this sounds like a pretty 
Dynamics Summer Solstice on the 20th, 21st. So what do you think? Well, I think to start with talking about the, the dimensional shifts that we're going through, because we have the third dimension that we're most used to, and we're because the veils are thinning, we're getting closer, uh, more access to the fourth dimension, and we'll get into that a little bit later to give more description about that. And then on top of that, we have the galactic alignment. So we're already receiving energy from the center of our galaxy, and the sun is responding to that. So we're receiving some really intense, powerful energy in these days. So, you know, you might feel it like your issues are being squeezed out or relationship troubles or issues are being squeezed out of us. So to do our foundational healing is a big piece of this first, to do that first. And then we learn how to surf it through staying present. Yeah, so tell me about present time and, and the dimensions, because I noticed that there's certain weeks, let's just say of 2012, where I might feel really clear, and then there's other weeks where I just feel like I can't schedule anything, <laughs> I can't communicate effectively, you know, sort of these misconnections, and then, you know, I'm back on the wave. So it's not a good or a bad, it's just like this constant sort of flow that I'd never even noticed before. Yeah, absolutely. It's intensifying for sure, but as we use it to be working for us, we just see the issues come up and let them go and heal them as they come up because they're coming up for us. This is a great opportunity to release our souls from um, density, fears, uh, resentments. And so this is the time to really do some deep healing and allow all these issues to come up and be present with them and breathe through them and do the do the healing work to get it to get it released because that's what it's all here for. I would love to sort of find out how you weave that emotional space and sort of experiencing different things coming up and then how do you interact with the dimensions? Well, you know, I work with the sun a lot because it is here for us right now. The sun is helping the Mother Earth transform into the fifth dimension and we will be shifting into the fifth dimension as well. And so it's here for us and it's a very powerful reflection of what we are inside. Our souls are are eternal light beings just like the sun and the sun is reflecting the the truth of that. It's reminding us of who and what we are, true selves. And so I allow the sun to stand, you know, I pull it inside of me and I feel it reflecting my own light. And so as I'm going through uh, challenging emotions or um, struggles or fears, I let the sunlight flow through me and release it. And often when I do that, uh, I will see where the wound or fears come from, where they came from from childhood or issues from my past. And then I'll just release them from the original time where, where, it, where the wound was created. And uh, the more I do that, the, the less emotional roller coaster ride I have in general. I'm getting, um, you know, I think as we progress through this, we get stronger and stronger in our stability, our emotional stability, so to speak. Yeah, I I have noticed that the latest thing for me is sort of these flash emotions of where I'm getting to feel, actually feel what I feel in the in the moment, and I'm not saving it for later, <laughs> yes, <laughs> like I used to. That's perfect. And see, uh, feeling human emotion is the, the translation of energy. So with the emotions that we're feeling are real, and we, we want to feel as much as possible because when we're avoiding feeling our feelings, all the densities get stuck and lodged in our, in our soul system, our energy system, our energy channels. And what we're doing is we're fine-tuning our, our frequencies so that our ascension is a, a natural organic process, and I can talk more to you about how I perceive that um, coming in the future. But even for presence now, it's a very powerful tool to be willing to feel fully all of your emotions and and understand where they came from 
and release them. That's, a, that's what the feeling is, is letting them release fully. And then the more we do that, the more in charge we can be of our emotions because our emotions create our frequency. And then that's what the frequent mastery of your frequency is, being in charge of your emotions. And then you can tweak it into, you know, higher vibrations of um, well, accessing your fifth dimensional self as well as um, experiencing more joy and love here now while we're here enjoying the, the beautiful earth that we're on now for the meantime. Yeah, so tell me about connecting to sort of the center of our galaxy and kind of the dimensional piece of that and how I look at the dimensions, which might be similar to how you do too, I'm not sure. But uh, the third dimension is just kind of the stuff, how we move through like point A to point B. And then the fourth dimension kind of brings in this structure or belief systems of different attitudes like I like golf or I like to uh, go to this particular coffee shop because it has a certain atmosphere. It's, there's a little bit of preference there, but a little bit of that connection to some sort of belief system. And then we can sort of notice that there's like the religious beliefs or cultural beliefs or government beliefs. And then when I get into fifth or sixth or who knows what dimension, then it's like, wow, I can see all this stuff and it's just like awesome. And you see more creativity or just different streams of energy, different currents of energy, and it feels very easy and free. Yeah, yeah. So it's yeah. your sovereign self, your sovereign self. And so it's good to, to recognize right now um, what's going on in the, in the third and fourth dimensions. The third dimension is what, how I perceive um, where our self-identity is limited to our personalities and our physical body. And, <laughs> and the fourth dimension is, is the game board that we have access to more now than we ever have before. It's, it's the... It's the dimension that shamans and healers use to perform healings and, and prayers. It's also where demigods exist and the archangels. And right now mm-hmm. the fourth dimension is overpopulated with um, imposters, with <laughs> beings that are uh, focused on service to self, which means at one point they chose power over love. And they've been influencing the earth uh, for quite a while now. And this is where the Illuminati and the Dark Cabal come up. And they think that they're going to prevent some people from ascending by tagging their souls, by enticing them. And they have a system of the way that they're going to be trying to do this. Um, So to be aware of who's playing these games, who's playing the roles in the fourth dimension, because I think there's a a lot of channeled information out there that's coming from imposters and not true um, archangels or not true. And George talks about this a lot, George Kavasilis. And so we raise our awareness to what's going on in the fourth dimension so that we know to focus, how to focus our energy, to focus on our self-sourcing. That's, that's in liquid air a lot, but self-sourcing is basically that you're, you're not outsourcing your energy anywhere. And so we don't need assistance from the fourth dimension to ascend. We, we don't right. need people coming down in spaceships, I, you know, that's the fifth dimensional beings don't use spaceships. You know, I've been playing with different thoughts of, a spaceship sort of landing and how I would deal with that and there's a really nice place where I live where the, it's a really nice landing pad and runway and all that kind of stuff and um, you know I've played around with those thoughts but the more I think about these other dimensional beings it's like they don't need a body and they certainly don't need a mothership right. <laughs> you know Absolutely. they're not they're not encumbered exactly and they don't need technology. When we're going to be in our fifth dimensional beings, you can travel anywhere in the universe through pure intention. 
and just you can travel anywhere just by your innate knowingness of how to do it. We'll receive that memory right when we cross over. So um, my my focus is, and I wanted to share with you too that I actually um, my fifth, fifth dimensional guides came to me when I was in ceremony one day, or twice actually, and it was a big beautiful white orb. So mm-hmm. I have um, 3D testimony to um, what fifth dimensional beings feel like and and how they operate and how they travel. So what they've taught me is that our ascension is going to be a very organic process as long as we don't get distracted by uh, these beings in the fourth dimension. And all we have to do is be aware and and say, I see you, and the game is over. We're claiming back the sovereignty of our earth. We're claiming back our own sovereignty. And then we incense. The ascension is going to be a solo journey, and it's going to be through our heart. And I love the way George describes it. It's like a, a magenta visica Pisces, and I see it as being on the inside, on my inside, inside of my heart. So mm-hmm. we're not you know, focusing on looking for stargates to run through and that type of thing. So it's definitely a, a, a self-forcing journey, and it's, but it's something that we're going to be doing on our own, which is between us and our creator. Yeah, I, I do feel that, that vibrational idea that, we're our own cosmos and so why can't we just cosmos somewhere else if we feel like or amp up the vibe or you know it's hard I mean right at this moment you know I'm thinking about third and fourth dimensional uh, sort of ideas but then to sort of take off those ways of being and sort of think about it in in another dimensional way it's like I'm not even sure I could call it fifth dimensional because I know I jump around (laughs) between them all and I think we all do and I think we all I've noticed lots of people talking about preferences lately and it's like you're already home Mm -hmm. you know you're already with your pod Yes, yes, that's very well said, exactly. And that's why I practice awareness, and awareness is one of the four intentions um, that help us practice presence. And uh, awareness, we have our inner energetic environment of being fully aware of what we're feeling, where, where our thoughts are coming from, fear or love. And I, I like to think that our, our heart actions and thoughts and feelings are more dimensional for sure. You know, what that feels like, and so that's why I practice awareness so that I can tune into the frequencies that are in the fourth dimension so I can discern what that feels like in contrast to the fifth dimension, not only the fifth dimensional guides, but our future fifth dimensional selves, which already, you know, a lot of us were fifth dimensional beings before we came here. So just letting accessing that memory and that feeling, which is what you described it perfectly, is the freedom and the sovereignty uh, uh, to be cosmos, to be universes, to be procreators with, with, with love in our being, with love the love of existence itself and the love of God. And so that that's a, an emotional thing, which is the frequency of it. So how would you describe the ascension process? How do you think of it now? The, the foundation that I see is we've done our healing work. We've prepared ourselves first with recapitulation, which means we heal all of our relationships so we can leave free of the resentment or you know, apologies and forgivenesses are, are, are done. We would want to do this without the ascension being part of the process anyway, right, just to, to clear the soul because that's what we're doing here. We're taking care of our souls and expanding mm-hmm. the frequency of our souls so they can be more expansive in, in the next transition that they go through. But we're here at a very particularly special time because of this ascension. It's a huge, profound opportunity to a soul to be here at this time. And the way I see that happening is, is really practicing awareness, getting familiar with who's playing the roles in 3D so you're not distracted. And then you, you practice on living from your heart. And, and Drumvalo Machizadek is one of my favorite, favorite teachers on this subject. He has a lot to say about it. If you haven't um, looked him up, he's a great one to, to listen to. 
Um, but he explains it as uh, living from our heart is another way to prepare. And the heart is a living, thinking organ. And for so long we've been using our mind, our brains, to, for, to think. And so we're coming from a linear approach with the earth, and this is that's what's gotten us in the mess that we're in right now. Um, so as we're practicing living from our heart and connecting with Mother Earth with an, an emotional connection with her, she's a, alive with a beautiful personality. She's our greatest teacher of, of unconditional giving and unconditional love, and we can learn from her and, and thank her, and that's how you develop a personal relationship with her. And she's holding on for us, and she knows those children of hers that have chosen love over fear and greed, and she's holding space for us. For, and she knows that we're going through this process of ascension. She's going through it. She will be a, a star. She will be a homo-luminous being just like we will be. And this is what the Inca and the Hopi uh, have prophesied. So um, I see the ascension process as starting now with the way we live from our hearts and practice love like we've never loved before, like living every day as if it were your last. And my heart is just, you know, exploding with love for my children and my husband and, and the earth and the sun. And it's uh, it's a very... It's a it's a very honored thing to do. It's a very emotional um, relationship that I have, and it just grows deeper and deeper and deeper with more reverence. And that is what makes us strong and safe to go through this ascension, and we'll be able to have a, a, a loving relationship with our Creator, and that means that we'll be familiar with those loving arms that we're going to be falling into rather than being fearful. So that's what we're practicing now because it will just be an organic process that we don't have details on yet, but we can just start practicing feeling safe and, and God's loving arms and Mother Earth's heart. Yeah, so what is fear anyway? I'm like, now I can't quite grasp what fear is anymore because the way I think about love, and I love the way you just described that whole piece about love, and it's just so expansive that I'm just finding more and more of it the more I keep being aware of it in so many different aspects of myself and my life. But what is fear then? Like, I can't even figure that out anymore, except I know when I feel it, and then I'm like, wow, that's silly. <laughs> well, um, fear is basically insecurity. And so we've been taught to be that we're little, that we're sinners, that we are ashamed. We should be ashamed. We should be ashamed of ourselves. We've been told that we're little, that we have to go through a third party to access our creator. I mean, we've been taught so many fear-based, greed-based, just from our culture, just being born here at this time um, in, in a warring earth that we're in. Um, we pick up those imprints. And so it, it comes from insecurity, comes from wounds from our, tr- our childhood, just, you know, a simple look from, a stern look from your mother that makes you feel, you know, stupid or, um, you know, a lot of it is inadvertent. But we then when we receive these wounds from childhood, and some of them are more severe than others, then we create beliefs about ourselves that we're insignificant, that we're little, that we're incapable, that we're, um, and, and that's basically what fear is. So, yeah, so it's, it's the, and it shows up in our dailies. And so, you know, back to recapitulation, so the way I'm, I'm looking at it is every relationship that I have is a mirror of my relationship with my creator and myself. So if I have conflict in my life, that's, that's showing my insecurities coming up, my issues. If I have a, a push-or-pull a push or agenda with someone or if I'm you know, having a, being triggered by someone, it's pointing out an emotional wound that needs to be addressed as it's showing up right now for it to be relieved. And so that's why I practice recapitulation to keep my, um, my relationships clear. And, and this can go the same for um, beings, uh, uh, parents that have passed on or grandparents that have passed on or people that aren't even, even in your life anymore. 
and in my ceremonies, I, I sit there and hold people in my heart, you know, if, if it's someone that I'm having an issue with, and I hold that being in my heart, and I offer forgiveness or apology, whatever needs to be done, and I see the situation through my heart, and I own um, what my fears were that, that, are, that caused the trigger or the, the conflict to begin with. And that, that's the work we can do now with our fears, because that, and that's such a great reflection, is our relationships are really reflecting those fears that we have. Yeah, it's pretty interesting how the depth of relationships um, has just grown so much just in the last year. It's pretty amazing. I mean, it helps that, you know, so many of us are tuned into this ascension. I, I call it a process, but it's only because I don't know what other word to call it. But Yeah. Yeah. So what do you notice about working with clients and uh, folks sort of working on their own recapitulations and um, is there sort of a theme that you're seeing people go through right now or at least this first half of 2012? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, there's a lot of, you know, our basal fears are coming up, so survival, people are having financial stru- struggles or feeling incapable of earning a living for themselves and, um, and you know, that, that scarcity, scarcity issues come up. Um, a lot of relationship issues are coming up. Um, and physical conditions are being exaggerated. And like I say, again, that we're being, the energy that's emitting from the center of our galaxy, right, it's already hitting us now, and it's going right through the sun, and we're receiving, it's not just solar flares, we're receiving a great deal of energy, and those are the waves that we're surfing. And and that's why every, everyone's issues are being pulled forward to the surface, and it's, it's going to show up in life as conflict, and you're just your fears being fully felt. Um, so that's why it's really good to have a tool to um, to breathe through it and access the origins, the origins of the wound and release it from that place. So it's just like an emotional release from the memory of what caused that fear of scarcity to begin with. And then you replace that imprint with a broader frequency of self-knowing, um, self-trust and knowingness, self-love basically. Is- yeah, I want to talk a little bit more about the sun. And I've noticed that I like to be in there. <laughs> <laughs> I like to just jump right inside the sun and just like hang out inside and there's all this stuff going on in there. And um yet at the same time when I've done other meditations or I don't even know what to call them anymore, but uh when I go on the that kind of journeying sort of aspect in the cosmos, it's like you you really get to feel that magnetism or something, but I do see that the sun keeps doing that reflecting back and magnifying, I guess, the vibration of Earth, and then it goes back to the sun, and it's like, a, I feel like it's a big circle or, or a spiral or whatever, but it's like all the planets interact with the sun in, in such a way that it's like building and amping up this vibe all the time. Yeah, it's very, very powerful. And to stop and notice and look at it, especially if it's, you know, setting and it's filtered through some trees, you can look right at it, and it has a, a magenta orb around it now you'll see, um, and, and when you just let it, like, I like, I like the idea of jumping into it, actually, but what I do is I, I pull it inside of myself, and then I feel that resonant quality that I am a sun inside, and that's my mm-hmm. happy identity. Yeah, I've also wondered about the Egyptian gods and goddesses where they were worshiping Ra, and uh-huh. I, I wonder I wonder if that's just 
during that time the sun was doing its thing that it's doing now. I mean, that could have been 26,000 years ago. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, that could be true. And and all of the, the indigenous tribes have also have a great deal of reverence for the sun and the earth. They recognize that they're lovers. And so they have equal reverence for the sun as they do for the earth. Into the eyes through the sun. It's like a 3D representation of God. Everything that we're looking at is an expression of God. So we can't close our eyes and not see God. It's not something that's out there that created this and then took off. It's, it's literally expressed through the earth and the sun. It's the masculine and the feminine loving each other. It's so beautiful to me. It's just so beautiful. I get choked up just thinking about it. And we get to walk in that beautiful, sensual energy. It's very powerful when we can just open our hearts and feel it. I, I think for a long time now, I'm sure I've said it, <laughs> that, uh, you know, we need to interact with Mother Earth and we're doing Earth healings or the way I've said it before in the past has made it sound like the Earth needed me, <laughs> not the other way around. But you're you're absolutely right that she receives every time that we give thanks to her. And this is why all the indigenous tribes practice ceremony, the Inca, the Mayan, the Toltec, the Aztec, like when they were in their most harmonious stages, they, they lived in such harmony with the earth, and they would practice gratitude rituals all day long, and that's what was keeping the earth in balance, and that was what was keeping humans having harmonious relationships, was through practicing that reverent relationship with her, because she does receive that, and that's, you know, and she gives back by, you know, everything that she gives us. So I think it's, it's equal for both of us. It, it means a lot to her, and it means a lot to us. Yeah, I feel more the relationship there between human and and that Earth space. There's more of a more of a party now. Mm-hmm. It's more of you know sitting in your living room kind of energy and having a conversation. So tell me about other, I guess realms. Um, that you've noticed in your travels that uh, really want to interact with with a human going through ascension right now? And we we hear this in different ways, like the inner earth realms and, uh, I guess, beings from other galaxies and stuff. And uh, I know Dremvelo Melchizedek talked about the plasma beings, and there was a whole couple months back there that I was all about the plasma beings. And, yeah. mm-hmm. um, and I would have to say to folks out there that that's, it seems like that's sort of normal. Like you just have these things you get really interested in and then you move on to the next thing. So, um, and all that's okay. It's like, you don't need to make a religion out of plasma, talking to plasma beings. (laughs) It's more like, Oh, hello. How are you old friend? And then, (laughs) you know, you, you move on to the next friend. Yes. And it's infinite. It's infinite. And something you also might want to look up is Tolek and Tanakh. Are you familiar with the Andromeda Council? In the, in the Silver Legion, they give an excellent description of what, how fifth-dimensional beings can exist and create and shapeshift their bodies into whatever they want and choose whatever they want to do throughout the whole universe. It's that much freedom, you know. And they describe all of these different forms that that beings take on. It's just really, really fascinating. So it's infinite, and and just the thing for us to know right now is to be able to discern between the fourth-dimensional beings and the fifth-dimensional beings, because for the most part. The fourth dimension is overpopulated with, with malevolent beings that would like to distract us. And and, the, and you can really tell the way they do that. It's basically when they're telling you that you're, um, you have an important job or you're special or we have a gift for you or you need our help in this process and we're going to come down and save you. Those are the kinds of things to look for in the channel material 
um, when I would say that those are beings that are um, not, they don't have your highest good in their intention. They're, they're wanting to continue to feed off of us. So that would is be that the all they're doing, just feeding? Yeah, what they do is they, um, they feed off of fear and suffering. And um, there's a lot of information out there now. They're finally being revealed um, of how bad it has been on the planet, and it's been hidden the Illuminati and what they've been operating on. But they've been operated, they're being operated from the beings in the fourth dimension, and there's a list, a long list of them. And what they do is they feed off of fear, which is why they created the culture that exists here with the financial tyranny and the government system and, you know, the banking system. It's just to keep us in slavery and in fear and fighting and strife and struggle so that they could feed off of us energetically. And that that game is over. There's a great deal of fifth-dimensional beings that are having them removed as we speak so that they can be gone before our ascension, and that's what we're intending for. That's what we're intending together right now. just seems so silly. <laughs> if we're in this field of energy that has all sorts of types, uh, diverse energies in it, and some folks sort of gather together and some folks like to be dis- dispersed and roam around everywhere, let's just say folks as as energies, then why would anyone want to contain some other energy? Like I, I'm, I'm still at a loss as to what the point is. I understand feeding. I'm just a protein shake for some other energy. Like, I get that. (laughs) But I don't understand what they're doing with their energy. Like, why do they care? Wait, what do they want? Why don't they just create their own energy? Because I feel like if I think about my big, big, big self, I identify with that expansion of energy and that sort of creative environment. And I'm just like creating and creating. And I like like to do all sorts of uh, creation-based type of activities. And it's possible that there are other beings that just don't like that, that like to go backwards. And maybe that's all it is. But I don't understand. I don't understand the point. Yeah. Um, it's really hard to step into a being like that when you when you're coming from a place of love, and um, it's hard to fathom something that could be so dense. But mm-hmm. the way I understand it, it's souls that have along their along the way, and we have evidence of this in 3D beings as well. And some people choose greed and power over love, and then they get sucked into the into their power. And then they go, well, I want to feed, and it's insatiable. Power is insatiable. So you always need to outsource your energy to keep yourself, you know, filled up. And it's mm-hmm. never filled up, never filled up. It's insatiable. It's like a black hole, and that's mm-hmm. why their souls look like um, tar. Basically, when you look at the mm-hmm. sign, you can see, you know, when somebody has a lot of fear, there's just density in their energy channels. Well, these guys have like, an, it's very uh, like Swiss cheese energy pattern. Mm-hmm. Um, Mm-hmm. So that's, you know, do you think, think they're just like stuck in the wrong place? Like they thought they were going for a road trip to another part of their own universe and ended up here and they're like, oh, we'll just use well, these I people. They saw the opportunity and came mm-hmm. here to set up a, an invisible system to be able to, to feed off of us. I think that they knew what they were doing when they, when they landed here. And not all of them are, are uh, malevolent. There's uh, plenty of beings in the fourth dimension that are benevolent. And I, you know, I don't like naming names because I don't have um, certainty on it myself, you know, as far as the channels material. Um, but it's really, really good to be aware of. Um, and, and the question you ask if you ever find yourself um, engaging with one of them is you have, um, and this is what the Pleiadians teach, that these uh, malevolent beings are of service to self. 
that's basically they're just in it for themselves. So anytime that they approach uh, a human, they're just basically wanting to feed off of you. They have they don't have your highest good in their intention, and they exist for sure. Um, but then you also have uh, benevolent beings that do have your highest good in their intention. But we don't need a codependent relationship with them. That's the codependency thing that I, I also like to point out that um, some of these fourth dimensional benevolent beings are just kind of offering their help in a codependent way when we don't need fourth, fourth dimensional assistance. This is a natural organic process that we're going to be going through. So if we're self-sourcing our power, we're, we're not even intrigued by that. Mm-mm. Yeah. So let's just say somebody goes to Whole Foods and they're trying to pick up some quinoa, <laughs> minding their own business, mm-hmm. and find that aisle that has the quinoa. And here comes this other being, and they can sort of tell that there's something a little different about this being compared to their energy, just compared to their energy. It's a different form of energy that they're looking at. And it's like, it seems to me that you can sort of tell, like, oh, this something is just different here, and I'm not sure I like it. But it seems to me for a long time that light workers have gotten in themselves into this sort of corner where they're supposed to feel okay that this energy next to them in the aisle, picking out their own quinoa, minding their own business, <laughs> is that they have to somehow be okay with this sort of difference in energy. They have to sort of like it. And and I don't know that you have to like it. Well, um, you know what I mean? Like you yeah. kind of have to, there's a weird acceptance program. And, and I did talk to George, this kind of where we left off with the George conversation when I interviewed him, is that there are these programs running all the time. And I have really beat myself up over trying to like everyone. Uh-huh. <laughs> there's just some things I don't like. <laughs> yeah, well, um, you, you, you totally have that option. I, You know, I have a... Um... I'm really glad you brought this up. In fact, I just experienced this on my on my walk this morning and just feeling the energy of this family that I passed, and I pick up on it everywhere I go. I've learned to create filters for myself because what I end up doing is I have a lot of compassion, and I'll just go to my car and cry because I'm, I'm weeping for their suffering. Because mm-hmm. any time that someone has density in their energy field, it's because they, they had a hard life. And, you know, my son is a psychic, and he said that to me once. We practiced reading energy together, and I said, this is my 10-year-old son. And, and when I How point fun. out somebody that has dense energy, I ask him to read his energy. And he said, wow, this is this one guy that has really had dark energy. And he said, wow, Mom, he's had a really hard life. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's basically where it comes from. So when we can see it through compassion, um, then we can care about how we want to create a new society, a new culture, so that people don't have to walk around with that pain. Yeah, and do we have to do anything? Like, do I have to? I can go off and, and have my own healing ceremony, you know, certainly for that other person buying the quinoa, if I've notice the dense energy and the suffering they might have been in and all that and it's and and that seems very known to me like I'll know that I need to do a something you know a little bit later when I'm in meditation mm-hmm. you know wish them well or or say a prayer or whatever but sure. but what what would you recommend yeah you know what I do is I, I hold them in my heart with compassion because eagle medicine is really good in this way um, because eagle medicine will help you see the overall full story and understand that they are where they are because of a cycle that their soul is experiencing. And mm-hmm. uh, some people don't want to or don't know how to wake up out of their imprints and to have compassion 
um, is the only way that I can deal with it. And it, it's, that's painful too, but, <laughs> um, but I don't need to fix everybody. But if it's someone that's close to me, I'll bring them into my ceremonies and, and, and do re- remote healings. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but basically that's been through the heart as well, just through care and, uh, you know, helping lift some of the energetic density off of their energy field. Yeah. So what happens if you're in that aisle? in Whole Foods and it seems more Illuminati to you like what do you do yeah then I put on my invisible cloak (laughs) (laughs) and just get out of there and I get in the car and go home (laughs) yeah you just leave it there and just go oh nice okay one of those you just move on yeah it's a very powerful thing um, and the journeys that I've had lately is the, the most significant role that we can be doing right now, and, and you know, the, the Mayans of today are doing this, they're taking back their sovereignty because what they're trying to do down there now in Guatemala is they're trying to, to take them off their land so they can't grow their food so they, and they have to go into these encampments where they have to pay to use the bathroom, can't grow their own food so they have to work in the factory. So what they're doing is they're claiming back their land and it's a powerful thing because it's the first time the indigenous ones have um, you know, had the strength to actually claim it and the Native Americans are doing this as well. And what we're doing as, as star seeds and light workers, our role is to be able to have the courage to open our eyes and see these guys for what they are, the dark ones. And, and see, the awareness is the light, and the light is the awareness. And dark can't pierce the light. It's the other way around. It's just like a flashlight in the night. The flashlight, you know, pierces the dark. And it's the weakness, and it's actually very powerful, um, what I call like a, a vehicle, so to speak, that I superimpose on my energy body, over my soul, and it's uh, the practices, uh, the practice of four intentions, and that's awareness, surrender, non-attachment, and full engagement, and that puts you in the captain's seat of your frequency when you practice these four intentions, and I've already talked about awareness and being more aware of your outer energetic environment, being able to read energy, becoming more sensitive, and being aware of your own energy, um, the way your emotions are carrying your frequency and how you can alter them and be in charge of your emotions. And then um, non-attachment, recognizing where you have codependencies in your relationships. Um, because we want to leave free and clear here in preparation for um, having the freedom to, to depart from the way they lean it with the way the the way that we know things are now, things are going to change or there's going to be some unknown, a great deal of unknown. So to be comfortable with um, not being attached to our material things, clear out the garage, get rid of everything, lighten your load up energetically all the way around, and then and then take this to task with your relationships and recognize where your codependency or manipulative ways might be um, reflected in your relationships. And, um, and a recapitulation, again, is under that. And then with um, non-attachment, surrender, oh, a surrender, like I spoke of before, is um, having a personal relationship with your creator. And with that, with you, when you have a loving relationship with your creator and the earth and the sun, you know the loving arms that you're going to be falling into. And so I prepare my free fall, um, which I think of the, the ascension and ascension as a free fall inside into my God's loving arms. And uh, so I rehearse that in that way. And so that's um, the surrender piece, and there's several tiers of that as well. Um, but then the last piece being full engagement, and that's being willing to fully feel and engage here now. 
um, because, you know, we, we have addictions to distraction and we don't want to, you know, feel what we're going through. And, and the more we do that, the more we devolve rather than evolve. And the best part about that, though, is that that's where the real presence, the gift of presence is, because when we can slow down enough to be present and feel the incredible amazing honor and gift it is to walk on this earth. I mean, if you travel the universe, this is a very special, special, special earth that we live on. And it's, it's an honor to be here at this time. And, and to open our hearts and to be present with that relationship that we have with her and our families, because it's going to be different soon. It's going to be very, very different. So to live every day as if it were your last. That's, that's the way I live now, and I'm, I'm seeing grass differently. I'm seeing flowers. <laughs> I'm seeing trees like, oh, you know, I'm in awe of everything that I see, and it's, it's, a, it's a beautiful thing. We, wouldn't, we don't want to, you know, continue to walk the earth without recognizing the beauty that we're in the middle of. So it's a, it's a practice of reverence for sure. Yeah. So folks can find you at liquidmirror.org? Yes. Yeah. That's right. And uh, Surfing the Transformational Waves is out already, and you can yes. get it from liquidmirror.org. Yes. And that's awesome. an, an e-book, and it's only $1.99. I, this was a labor of love um, because I, I'm in it for um, all of us to do this together. So I made it a labor of love and really affordable and a quick, easy read. And um, so people would have tools, you know, to go through all of this, <laughs> this whole process together. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, body-wise, there's lots of new things happening with our human bodies all the time. This week, it seems like every bone in my body has has a new new agenda. <laughs> <laughs> and and a couple of weeks back, it was all about the glands or lymph, lymphatic system, and now it's something else. So, you know, there's lots of different uh, pieces to that we can sort of bring into the way we surf these transformational ways. And I'd just like to thank you so much for being on Surfing the Psychic Waves. And I totally want to talk to you again, maybe in a couple of months, uh, as we get closer to the next big alignment. And I can't remember exactly what that is, but I think there's something pretty big in the beginning of September. Another really nice alignment. And, and I, over the next couple of weeks, I guess we're preparing for one of the first uh, Uranus and Pluto alignments, too, at the end of this month. And so that starts a whole new whole new thing that we can play with, I guess. Exciting. Such exciting times. Yeah, exciting times, definitely. Yes. Well, Christina, thank you for what you do. Thank you for your work in the world. And thank you for taking the time with me today. And I really appreciate it. <laughs> 